of Wheel, podcast for pagans by pagans, connecting our pagan community. Today is a longer episode. This is the Lammas edition. And to talk a bit more about it, here's Jenny. Thank you, Hazel. As you say, this is the first in a slightly longer episode that we want to deliver for each of the Sabbats. We hope to share with you our insights into what each spoke of the wheel means to us. Wheel of the Year refers to this time as Lammas, a Lunasa, and it took me about three years to be able to pronounce Lunasa. <laughs> and it's named after the festival, uh, sorry, named after the god Lu. The festival is usually celebrated around August the 1st and 2nd. After the summer solstice, the nights have slowly begun to shorten and in ag agrarian communities, it's the time of year when the grain harvest would be gathered in. So this time of year is often associated with the sacrifice and the resur resurrection of grain kings. So personally for me, within my Hellenic tradition, I celebrate the Grey Mothers, particularly Demeter. As we mentioned in Spoke One, the story of Demeter and Persephone celebrates their relationships as mothers and daughters, Persephone's descent into the underworld where she becomes a queen, and her eventual return and reunion with her mother. It's a cycle of life, death and rebirth that is so common in the mystery traditions. So Hazel, what does this Sabbat mean to you? It's that time of the year when you spend most of your time outside and summer evenings there's a liquid quality to the air and you might be enjoying fruit and veg that you've picked. There's just the harvesting what you've planted earlier in the year. A lot of people are on holiday and it's a time of abundance. But at the same time, there's that element of loss. It's um, to use a Christian phrase, <laughs> um, in the midst of life, we are in death. Because it's a time when the God sacrifices himself. There's a price to pay for this abundance. So it's also the point in the year when you think, the year's almost, the year's over half gone. You know, when autumn is on its way and going out and about, I think it also, you see that um, very striking image that I get where I live in the in a rural area is fields of golden wheat, but with red poppies splashed right across them. So in these longer episodes, we would really like to invite some input from our wide community. So if you have a seasonal story or poem that you would like to share with us in this segment, um, connect with us and we can invite you on as a guest. Or alternatively, if you'd like to send us your work, we could read it out on your behalf. So we are going to invite our first guest and I will hand over to Hazel to invite him in. For this episode we've got a story and we have our friend Alex Bear who is going to tell us a story which we thought would be particularly appropriate given that people are still missing their friends and 
can't be together properly with the people they care about. So, with no further ado, here is the one and only Alex Bear. Once upon a time, there was a small bird and a small bear, and they lived at the edge of a very large forest. They liked to go out to play together in the beautiful summer sun. And one day they were playing hide and seek when little bird flew just a little too high and the little bear ran just a little too far away. Little bird was hiding in the top of a very tall tree when all of a sudden she realised she couldn't find or see the bear. She flew down to the forest floor and searched for the bear, but couldn't find him. At the same time, the bear realised he'd gone too far and couldn't see the bird. He searched around the forest, but couldn't seem to find her. Soon enough, night fell, and the little bird and little bear still hadn't found each other. Mother Moon blazed her way across the sky. And soon enough, she came to a clearing and spotted the little bear. Mother Moon, Mother Moon, he said. I'm scared, I've lost my friend the bird. On your way across the sky, could you see if you could find her? If you find her, could you tell her that I love her? Because I miss her. Mother Moon looked down and said, of course, my child. Every night I fly across the sky, and until you and your little friend the bird meet again, I will share your love. Morning came, and little bird looked up to the sky and said, Father Sun, Father Sun, I've lost my friend the bear. I can't find him anywhere. Could you help me find him? And Father Sun said, Of course, my child, I'll help you. Is there anything you would like me to tell him if I see him? Little bird said, of course. Father son, could you tell the bear that I love him and I miss him and I'm trying to find him? Father son said, of course, my child. I will fly across the sky as I do every morning and I will tell the bear that you're missing him. Night fell again. And the little bird and little bear were both so very scared. Mother Moon started her journey across the sky in a blanket of stars, as she does every night. And she came across the clearing where the little bear was again. He said, Mother Moon, Mother Moon, have you seen my friend the bird? Mother Moon said, not yet, my child, but I will look. And once again, if I find her, I will give her your love. So Mother Moon continued her journey across the sky. She came upon a clearing in which she found the bird. Ah, little bird, little bird, she said. I have just seen your friend, the bear. He says that he loves you and he misses you. And soon enough, you'll be together again. When the light comes back, just fly towards the east. Watch the path of the sun as he rises across the horizon. You'll know which way to go. And soon enough, you'll find your friend.
Morning came, and the sun rose high into the sky. And as the sun rose, he came upon a clearing where the bear was. And he said, ah, little bear, little bear, I've seen your friend the bird. She sends her love, and she wants you to know that she misses you terribly. If you go towards the west, you will find her. And little bear said, really, Father Son? He said, yes, my child, of course. So little bear decided to start walking towards the west. And little bear was flying towards the east. Soon enough, the little bear came upon a clearing with a big rock. He decided to stand upon it and look around the forest, see if he could see his friend, the little bird. Up he climbed, tired and weary, stood upon the rock looking out over the forest. He scanned the horizon, he searched the trees, he searched the bushes and the undergrowth. He couldn't see his friend the bird, but he was tired so he decided to just sit a while. Soon enough the little bird was flying through the forest, searching the forest floor. And she spotted her friend, the bear, just sitting quietly on a rock. She flew down so quietly behind him and landed. Good morning, she cried as she looked upon him with nothing but love. Little bear jumped. He hadn't expected there to be anyone behind him. And as he turned and saw his friend, the bird, He wrapped her in his big furry bear arms and hugged her close to his chest. I'm so glad I found you, he said. I missed you terribly and I love you so much. And the little bird smiled and nuzzled into his chest and said, I missed you too. I told Father Son all about it and I asked him to find you and tell you that I love you. And Little Bear burst out laughing. He said, (laughs) I asked Mother Moon to tell you the same. Little Bird said, I saw Mother Moon and she told me that you loved me and that you were missing me. She told me to fly to the east and I would find you. And Little Bear said, Ha, Father Son told me to fly to the west. And they lived happily ever after, playing quietly in the forest every day. But they were very careful never to fly too high, nor run too far. But they knew that should they be parted again, they would always have help in Mother Moon and Father Sun to find each other again. So we're going to talk briefly now about ideas for a ritual to celebrate this time of year i think for me and a lot of people it is very much an i an outdoor festival yeah. it's about going outside and seeing how the season is changing so i'd say one way to start is to think about what you're grateful for and you might like to do this by having an ear of wheat and meditating on it think about what you've achieved or you hope to achieve what do you need to let go and at the same time 
offer thanks to the God and the Goddess for what you've been able to accomplish this year. You also might want to think about what you wish to harvest by Mabon. So it's a space between now and the September festival to make a final push on anything you particularly wanted to do this year. But also recognising that in order to change, you have to change. I think that's one of the key points of this festival is about sacrificing to be reborn. So uh, that, I think, is part of a, a ritual, really. Uh, and also, I mean, at this point, you can incorporate maybe bread into your ritual um, rather than cake. There's a lot you can do. There's various poems are, are around that, really celebrating the abundance that um, the goddess and the goddess have provided. Jenny, is there anything particularly you like to do at this time to celebrate Lammas? Well, I'm, I'll be meeting with Kent Goddess Group on Sunday the 2nd of August this year. So usually at Kent Goddess Group, that thing you said about bread baking is very much a part of what we do. We usually make little miniature goddess rolls. And last year we went out to um, a local country park in Brockhill and we picked blackberries and we were going to make those into preserves and to freeze them in crumbles. So it's being able to take that produce from the summer and capture all that sun and energy and use it as we get into the rest of the year and the fresh fruit is not so readily available. We also might make corn or lavender dollies. Another part of our ritual is processing the first fruits. We've lots of keen gardeners, so we usually dress the altar with our first seasonal offerings. You know, I like to dress my altar cloths in gold and I have images of various grain mothers. I like a wheat sheath and I also have a really dangerous looking sickle that people tell me I must not take out in public or wave about. <laughs> So another little ritual that we like to do, and again, it's just using um, a, a wheat stalk. And we call it sorting the wheat from the chaff. And when you're meditating on that wheat, checking in with yourself about your personal harvest, thinking about what you've achieved this year, which of the seeds that you planted back in Imbolc have reached maturity and fruition. And what has failed to grow or withered on the stem? What no longer serves your highest good? What is ready to be released? And that idea of what we are willing to sacrifice to ensure and attain our goal. So that's some ritual ideas for you. What sort of things do you want to do, Hazel, activities-wise for the Sabbath? I think I think you've mentioned a number of them. Obviously, the main one is making corn dollies, which are quite easy to do. It's usually more difficult to actually get the wheat, which I have to confess, as I believe may have been illicitly gathered in the past. As I said, it's very much a festival where I like to go outside and just to see the change in the seasons. And blackberry picking is obviously something that goes along with that. 
Um, I still remember going blackberry picking as a child and the idea of buying them was something I could never actually get my head round because it's, you go and get them, <laughs> they're free. And I think going on a bird walk is a, another nice thing to do at this time of year, just to see the change in the birds that are leave that are coming in, um, but also ones that are leaving now or will start to leave. It's very much a time when outside is full of life and activity, and it's just nice to soak that up. But I suppose you're also thinking about the uh, darker time that will be on its way. But it's at the moment we're just making most of the light. I think that's what I particularly enjoy about this time of year is the, the light summer evenings. I think the nice thing to do, particularly at a gathering, is to make a food mandala with the berries because they look beautiful, um, particularly some beautiful, gorgeous, dark purple blackberries with uh, raspberries and strawberries. Mandalas often involve chocolate. <laughs> Beautiful as all, as well as very, very tasty. So Jenny, what sort of things, what is, what's your favourite Lammas activities? Oh, I'm just thinking how you reminded me of the edible mandalas. Uh, I think we first saw that at a friend's wedding and we did it at Red Tent uh, a couple of months ago. And it was really tasty and it was absolutely beautiful. And I really think the food does tastes better when it's been put into a mandala. Um, so yeah, we've mentioned the bread, we've mentioned the jam, we've mentioned the corn dollies, all fabulous things to do. And I like those kind of activities because you're sitting around with your pagan family and you've got things that your hands can do, but the conversation still flows. So another thing that's good to do um, activity wise is holding a food drive so if you are meeting with others asking them to bring something to your sabbat that you can then go down and donate at the food bank and if you're a solitary practitioner maybe just pick up a few items in your weekly shop and donate those there's usually somewhere in the supermarkets that allows you to do that and i think that's a way of showing gratitude the abundance in your life and I think there's nothing that attracts more abundance than being thankful for it. I'm also uh, work with a youth group and we go to a, ch a church ceremony for the Harvest Festival and I think it's one of the ones that I like particularly because the girls are running back and forth and back and forth processing all the offerings to the altar and there's something really to be said about giving back to your local community. As Hazel said, going on those walks, we are a nature-based religion after all. And if you can get out, it's a great way to see that turning of the year. And if you can't get out, it can be nice to participate in the online um, festivals. And if you're going out and about, take lots of photos and feel free to share those with people that might not be able to get into their communities. It's also a great time for going um, strawberry picking, those picking your own fruit and veg. If you're not lucky enough to have a garden, it can be such a great way to do that. And talking about gardening and things of that nature, attending or organising a seed swap 
swapping seeds is a great way to increase the variety of what you can grow i don't know about you hazel but when i get a packet of seeds you never use all the seeds in that right. pack and being able to exchange plants and gardening tips and recipes i'm a little bit of uh, a little bit black thumbed but this year i've managed to get some strawberries and some lettuce and some celery growing i've got a couple of sunflowers um, i think a lot of people at this time of year are really doing a lot more home baking and gardening because of the time we've spent in lockdown Mm. so i think there's some really great things that have come out of us all slowing down well that has been our episode for lammas next week we'll be back to our usual shorter episodes but we hope you've enjoyed this one and if you've got any ideas for future episodes please you know what to do let us know through facebook instagram and we'll be delighted to hear from you so spoke through this is me hazel saying goodbye and this is jenny as hazel said we would love to see your pictures or your stories so do please um follow us on social media and share whatever you're comfortable sharing and we will see you for spoke four next week bye bye mm -hmm.